Hmm, Ukraine, Taiwan, Kashmir, all on the border of major superpowers that the United States sees as competitors. Let's talk. Hello, hello, Garland here. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking, um, riding down the road today, doing a couple things, getting ready to go on a, a little trip for a couple of days, take a few days away. But I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have my, uh, machine with me. I'm going to have everything with me. So I will be ready to, uh, do some shows nonetheless. Wow, nobody in the chat today. Just Valley S. Valley S is in the chat today. So Valley S has things going. But I was thinking about the, about, you know, I thought about Ukraine. I thought about Taiwan and I thought about Kashmir. Interesting. Kashmir right on the border of India. Boy, a disputed area. Hmm. At any rate, let's start with Ukraine. Um, Certainly, I'm sure you've been keeping up with what's been going on. The latest that I've heard was that um, the counteroffensive, uh, excuse me, why do I keep saying counteroffensive? You know, somebody makes a prop, uses a propaganda term and we all repeat it. It's, you know, how the brain works, brain, the brain priming, the Ukraine offensive, as it were. It's not a counteroffensive. It's not no more than if I take my fist and swing it at you, it's a counter punch. You must have a punch and then you can block that and counter punch or maybe you can duck and counter punch or you can whatever the case. A counter implies that there was something there in the first place. These idiots spent the last six months telling the Russians that they were going to attack them, giving them a vague idea, giving them a reasonable idea of when sometime in the spring, kind of even where, hey, we're going after the Zaporozhye region. We're going everywhere. We're going to attack you here, there. Oh, maybe uh, the flanks of uh, Bakhmut, whatever, and set themselves up for disaster, as neocons will do. And it certainly uh, appears that the neocons are getting exactly what they set themselves up for, which is a... Um, a defeat, if you can call it that. I mean, we're using the term offensive. We're using the term, this is an offensive, this is an attack. Is it really? Is it really an offensive if you take some poor schmucks and put them in mismatched tanks and mismatched stuff? They have no air cover. They got nothing. And you've told one of the most powerful militaries in the world, when you're coming and they just set up minefields and they set up, uh, you know, uh, primary and secondary defense lines for kilometer after kilometer. And these people have to go, I mean, just send them right into the defense lines, right into minefields. You've probably seen the videos on um, on Telegram. Some of these videos are even showing on RT and different things. It's sad. You know, I mean, let's call this what it's not an offensive. This is just a kamikaze attack because they are not owned by the U.S. They're not U.S. citizens. There's no political ramifications at this point. They're just saying to the poor Ukrainians, hey, man, that way. 
What's over there? Well, there's minefields. On the other side of minefields, you got aviation coming at you. You got artillery. That'll be coming at you. You got um, you know, tanks and various guns firing at you, drones coming down, missiles are always a possibility. So basically, it's a, it's a kamikaze attack. That the, the and it's a political kamikaze attack. You've got to attack. Why? Well, we gave you a lot of weapons. Uh, the will of our people is waning. The political will is waning. You got to do something. And in this instance, it's die. It's die in industrial numbers. It's die in large numbers. We're going to give you a bunch of stuff. You just ask yourself with this. Either one of two things. Either they're much stupider than we could have ever imagined. Either the neocons are far stupider than we could ever imagine. And let's not discount that possibility because it is definitely a possibility. But it's possible. The new neocons, they could be so stupid that they just said, yes, sir, we got defense lines for kilometer after kilometer. And but we want them. I mean, because the neocons are like this. We want it to be so. So it's so almost like they're going to will it. So we want the Ukrainians to come in and attack the Russians who are fighting with shovels and washing machine chips and just destroy them. So therefore, we believe it. And it's going to manifest itself in the universe. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand all the booga booga stuff. And I do believe that, you know, you can put something into your subconscious and manifest things. There's even uh, uh, discussions about quantum physics, wherein we, our consciousness collapsed the waves of reality and we manifest things. And if you yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good and fine. Uh, that there's I'm sure some credibility to that that ain't going to help you if you're driving head on into a minefield it's a kamikaze attack and it is a ruthless it is a mindless kamikaze attack that just says well before we next do our next move let's throw tens of thousands of Ukrainian bodies into the path of uh, Russian shrapnel, and then we'll make a move after that. Hey, we've got a big uh, uh, um, NATO meeting coming up in July. Got to have a lot a lot of dead Ukrainians so we can justify our next move. I don't get it. I understand it. And the Ukrainian leaders are really going along with this. What are you going to do? Well, the Americans are looking out for us. Yes, sir. They're helping us. Really? They're helping you. They're looking out for you. What are they doing? Well, They're going to help us defeat Russia, but really we have no chance of defeating Russia. But what they're going to do is they're going to get all kind of mismatched stuff. A lot of it doesn't work. We can pull some of it together for parts. We're going to put our guys in it, and they're going to drive out into a minefield with the hopes of breaching the minefield. Then when they breach the minefield, they'll get into the secondary line of defense. Then somehow they'll get through the secondary line of defense of defense. And when they get through that, there will be hundreds of thousands of angry Russian soldiers waiting for them to finish them off. They can't even get through the primary defenses, which is fairly obvious. I mean, they're like really all minefields. How do you get through a minefield? Only if you don't get certain death on the minefield, you get certain death on the secondary uh, defense. And if not, then you just go right into a buzzsaw on your toast. So the, the neocons are just doing what they do ruthlessly I mean, these are the people that lied us into a war with Iraq and, and, and killed a million Iraqis. These are the people that started a dirty war in Syria and killed, what, 700,000 Syrians died and wiped out a whole country. They don't give a crap. 
about the Ukrainians. And so they convince these Ukrainians, hey, we're on your side and we're going to help you kill these stupid, low-life, uber-minched Russians. And these the Azov dummies were like, yeah, oh boy, we're going to kill the Russians and you're all going to get wiped out. This is basically, it is U.S. neocon genocide against uh against ukraine by throwing the russians are saying hey can't we get some kind of a peace deal we don't want to fight we've been asking for a peace deal everybody in the world is saying can we get a peace deal and tony blinken comes out there will be no peace deal i tell you what you put a gun in tony blinken's hands and put him on the front lines he'll suddenly see the light of day for a peace deal but as long as he's throwing slobs in here's a hint ukraine they don't like Slavs and they don't value their lives and you are no more important to them than Russians. They're happy for Slavs killing Slavs. But at some point, whatever's left of the Ukrainian population, those who haven't left or been slaughtered, I'll put it like this. They used to have this thing on the internet, Ukrainian brides, right? You remember that? And you go there and you can get a Ukrainian bride. I guess, you know, buy one and get a get one swastika free or something. Well, there'll be a whole lot of Ukrainian brides because there ain't going to be no men to marry them. Nowhere. They're all going to be the ones that are already married will be widows. The, the, the male population of Ukraine of Ukraine is being wiped out by the neocons. Done. Finished. That's it for Ukraine. Okay. And I wanted to start with Ukraine because I wanted to make the point of what's happening to Ukraine, right? We start with the point of what's happening. We're going to Taiwan. We're going to Kashmir. It's obvious, isn't it? They came in, they overthrew the government and they said, hey, guys, we're working with you. We're going to set you up for a war with Russia. That should have been a clue. You've got a gigantic country, like 28 times more bigger than you are right next door. They got a gigantic military. They got nuclear weapons. They got all kinds of stuff. And somebody comes in and says, I'm going to set you up so you can fight them. And you don't realize that that's a suicide mission. I hate to say it. Some people don't like when I say these kinds of things, but I can't help it. Sometimes you have natural selection. If if like I put it like this, there's a grizzly bear outside. And I'm sitting in here and I'm like, hey, there's a grizzly bear outside my house. I don't like grizzly bears outside my house. That's a very dangerous thing. What are you going to do? Well, I got a pocket knife and I'm going to go outside and kill that grizzly bear with my bare hands. Well, Garland, don't you think that grizzly bear is going to fight back? Are you kidding me? Yeah, granted, grizzly bear is tough, but I got a plan. You see, I'm going to come in low under that grizzly bear, bear, right? And when he puts his, because, you know, grizzly bears like to do this and on the cartoons anyway. When the grizzly bear goes like this, I'm going to come in low and I'm going to gut him like a fish. I'm going to take this nice then drive it in his, I don't know, whatever. Insect has thoraxes, so I'll say thorax, thorax. Arr! And I'm going to gut him like a fish and he'll be a dead grizzly bear. And I'll make a coat out of him or something, right? That's a brilliant plan, but you're going to get eaten by a grizzly bear. Garland's going to go out there, and I really want this plan to work. I really believe this plan will work. Its plan has to work. It is very important. The grizzly bear cannot win. I must prove to him that he, that grizzly bear is a, um, is a, is an occupier. He's occupying my lawn illegally, and I'm not going to have it. He cannot win. He must not win. And everybody in the neighborhood calls, Garland, we're behind you. We're standing behind you. 
In fact, your pocket knife ain't good enough. They send me all of their knives. They send me clubs. They send me, you know, all kinds of weapon, handheld weapons. Here's all the weapons we have, Garland. You take those weapons. You go out and you finish that grizzly bear off once and for all. Because that grizzly bear's got nothing on you. Yeah. And I go outside, one swipe with the paw, bloop, garland's dead, head knocked off by a grizzly bear, swallowed like a pill. That a bear would pick his teeth with my body. Okay, it was just delicious. Hmm, tastes like chicken. That's what's going to happen if I attack that grizzly bear. And you know something? To some extent, bears got to eat too. It's natural selection. I would argue from a the perspective of the perspective of the universe, it was my time to go. If I was stupid enough to let somebody talk me in and give me weapons and talk me in to 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 going outside to fight a grizzly bear, they're like 14 feet tall and they weigh 2,500 pounds. Go out and fight that grizzly bear. As soon as I step out the door, the universe is speaking. It's saying. Garland is so stupid that he can be convinced to grizzly, fight a grizzly bear. His He doesn't need to reproduce. His It's the end of the line for his genetics. The universe doesn't need anybody as stupid as Garland. And the grizzly bear will handle the the, the job of the universe. And the, and the universe will simply say to the grizzly bear, grizzly bear, yeah. Garland, let me introduce you. Garland, grizzly bear. Grizzly bear, Garland. Grizzly bear, do your stuff. And of course he'll growl and that will be the end of Garland and everything will go well. And then I won't be able to reproduce no more DNA and nobody else stupid enough to go against a grizzly bear with a hunting knife will ever survive again. And mankind will have a better chance in the long run, right? Natural selection, they call it. I don't know if natural selection is true or not in a, in a from a, a scientific perspective, but from a philosophical perspective, that grizzly bear will naturally select to kill me. I should stay in the house and call somebody. Hey, there's a grizzly bear outside. Animal control, what do I do? If I were you, I'd stay in the house. Thanks. Bye. Click. There we go. Situation handled. He growls a while, and he leaves. And they say, from that one, don't leave your trash out, blah, blah, blah. And you got a grizzly bear in the problem. In the area, you got a problem. Move. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Well, Ukraine, grizzly bear next door. And the grizzly bear is going to, and somebody came along, here's some weapons, attack that grizzly bear. What do you think a grizzly bear is going to do? Ukraine is about to be naturally selected out of existence. I'm not happy about it. Don't want to see it happen. Would prefer it didn't. But if somebody tells you to attack a grizzly bear and you go right down the middle of that grizzly bear's fangs, you're out of here. You're done. Now, why do I put it like that? Let's go to Taiwan. I would argue this, <clears throat> and maybe I'm not being nice. I don't know. I don't know any other way to put it, okay? I don't know how to make this sound nice. I'm not really good with emotions, okay? So sometimes maybe I say things that are wrong or hurt people's feelings. I'm too blunt, but it is what it is. Taiwan, come on. Just come on, Taiwan. You're sitting here watching this movie. You know how it ends. You're looking at Ukraine. The U.S. came to Ukraine, set them up for a war with their nuclear-armed neighbor next door. Hey, here's a pocket knife. There's a grizzly bear. And the Ukrainians were like, great idea. Thanks for the pocket knife. I'm sure this will work against the bear. 
And now you got what you got now. And here sits Taiwan. Right next to China. And uh, it's kind of like a grizzly bear. Let's call it a dragon. There's a dragon outside of the yacht. And the dragon saying, I don't want to fight, man. We're brothers. We're neighbors. We're all of the same blood. I'm big dragon. You're little dragon. We're all dragons. We're going to work this out right now. Things are cool. Let's just chill out. At some point, we'll all get together. Hopefully sometime soon. We got a hundred years if we need it. Chill out. Things are going to work out. Right. That's China. Chill out, dude. We don't want any trouble. This is the status quo. And along comes the U.S. to Taiwan. Hey, don't listen to them. We'll protect you just like we did in Ukraine. You got a, you got a, uh, you got a dragon next door. We'll protect you from the dragon. Come on, Taiwan. And Taiwan's like looking, watching this. There were the whole, what, how do you not see this? How, if you're in Taiwan, I wish I could talk to the people in Taiwan. I would ask them, how do you not see this? How do you look at what's happening in Ukraine and say, so you got the United States, Russia, Ukraine, and ooh, that's ugly. Oh, artillery again, bodies torn to shreds. Go on a uh, telegraph. You'll see it. Telegram, bodies torn to shreds, stuff blown up, towns turned to rubble. You know, the kind of stuff you get when you pick a fight with a superpower. That's what you get. And now you got the people in Taiwan. You got these traders running your, yes, the, the United States government is like sighing win or whoever the hell. Uh, yes, the U.S. is on our side. They're here to defend us. Exactly. Sighing win is giving you the exact same tropes that Zelensky gave the, the, the people of Ukraine. Hey, those dirty rascals over there in China, they're up to no good. But the United States is here to protect us. And China's like, chill out, man. We don't want no trouble. And, 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 and they're like, whatever you do, don't screw with Taiwan. Don't send them weapons. And the U.S. is like, don't send them weapons. Yeah. Hey, guys, order up those weapons for Taiwan. And you got the Taiwanese government like, yeah, thanks. We need more weapons so that we can protect ourselves from China. Now, Taiwan versus China is far worse than Garland versus a grizzly bear. It's more like Garland versus a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I am like, I don't know, a cookie. A Tyrannosaurus Rex could eat a dozen garlands. Be like Lay's potato chips. Mmm, nobody can eat just one. I'd say, here's my, I've got a, uh, a pocket knife, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I'm gonna gut you like a fish. And the Tyrannosaurus Rex would just kind of fold his little arms and say, man, I didn't think it was gonna be this easy. I mean, I got a, my meal is walking right up to me saying, hey, let's dance. It, would he have to fight? No. The only thing a Tyrannosaurus Rex would have to do is bend over, open his little mouth, and crunch, bite Garland, and swallow him. Bye, Garland! The universe has spoken again. This time it was a Tyrannosaurus Last time it was a grizzly. This time it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's the way it would work. So here we've got an island the size of Maryland. I live in Maryland, small state. They got, I don't know, what do they got? 25, 30, 40 million people. Let's see, let's give them 40 million people. 
They got 40 million people, roughly the population of China. And they're pretty much all on the, the, you know, a lot of mountains in the middle. So all of these people are packed along the side of one island. They're packed in everywhere, right? And the side chasing China. Let's call that the, um, we'll call that the target side. You're facing China right into the missiles. And somehow, some country that's 7,000 miles away is telling you they're going to protect you from a country that's right across the Taiwan Strait. They could throw rocks at you and hurt you. And the, the people of Ta- the, the Taiwanese leadership somehow thinks that they ain't going to end up like Ukraine. Here's what I say to the people of Taiwan. They already know. The, or either that or maybe they're just like Ukraine. They're just quizzling traitors, their um, ideologues. And in their little world, there's no way why they'll stand up to a country of 1.4 billion people with this gigantic Navy, unlimited military potential. And Taiwan's like, yeah, we'll stand up against uh, them, against uh, the People's Republic of China, because the U.S. is going to come protect us from 7,000 miles away. Now, keep in mind, the U.S. has done like 20 different um uh uh um uh what do you call it war games and almost every one of them taiwan gets pretty much decimated but you don't need a war game to know that you don't need a war game to know that if garland nixon takes a a a, a, a hatchet and runs towards a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You don't need to war game that. There's no need. You don't need a complicated war program. You don't need all kind of technicians. You don't need scholars and generals from West Point. You don't need any of that. All you need is a little common sense. Common sense apparently ain't common practice on Taiwan. Common sense. Garland is going to go over there. The Tyrannosex is going to roar or growl, Rex, or whatever the hell they do. He's going to bend down. He's going to bite Garland's head off, just like I used to do my chocolate bunnies at Easter time. Mm-mm-mm. Mine never forget. One thing about my dad, he believed in giving you a chocolate bunny for Easter. Always. I, I'm not lying there. I always got a chocolate bunny. And darn it, I bit the ears off the minute he got me. I don't know. Maybe I was some little kind of psychopath or something. Maybe I hated that chocolate bunny or something that he represented. I don't know. But as soon as I got that chocolate bunny, I bit the ears off. Just what I did. Hey, and it was chocolate. So it was only a a, a, a euphemistic representation of a bunny. So give me the benefit of the doubt here. I wasn't a psychopath. I didn't torture real animals, but chocolate bunnies, eh, they weren't going to make out real well against garlic. They were tasty yet nutritious. So, of course, I'd be the equivalent, which would work pretty well in this particular metaphor, of a chocolate bunny and the doggone uh, uh, um, Tyrannosaurus goes over and bites the ears off of Garland along with the head and the entire upper part of his torso. We know how that goes, right? If I were to stand around and argue that it would go another way and somehow I'd be able to defend myself for some period of time, Anybody with any reasonable amount of sense would say, no, Garland, he's biting. You are going to get the chocolate bunny, Easter bunny treatment. So Taiwan right now, if a war were to start, Taiwan would be destroyed within a couple of hours, within an hours, within one hour. When China unleashed a missile barrage, their military, they'd all be dead. 
your military bases. If you got ships, they got ships. They're giving them ships. Of what value are ships? It's just a missile target. It's a missile target. Nothing good. And if this, that isn't bad enough, watch this. Watch this. Why? I got to shoot. Let me show you something. If that wasn't good enough for the people of Taiwan, perhaps this would be. U.S. would destroy Taiwan's semiconductor factories rather than letting them fall into China's hands, a former national security advisor says. Look at that. There you go. A bunch of people looking at a picture. Uh, there's TSMC, blah, blah, blah. They're all dead. Every last one of them. Not at the hands of China. This is your friend. These are the people that's coming to save you. At least they didn't attack Ukraine. At least with Ukraine, they're like, yeah, we're going to let you run into these minefields to your death. But with Taiwan, they can't wait. They're like, we can't wait for the Chinese to kill you. We'll do it ourselves. And then if there are any of you survive, then the Chinese will kill you, but you're going to die. So here's what I got to say about this before we move on. If, in fact, things play out that way and the people of Taiwan somehow don't get the message from Ukraine and they're like, yeah, keep sending us weapons. What what for? To protect ourselves. We need two pocket knives to protect ourselves from this Tyrannosaurus Rex because one won't do. And the U.S. says we'll send you three pocket knives at no cost. And and Taiwan's like, hooray, we got three pocket knives. We can protect ourselves from the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And now the China has said, look, as long as you guys don't um, give them uh, 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 declare, let them help them declare independence. We're okay. But if you do that, we might have to go to war. And the U.S. is like, Oh, really? So sending troops could be a red line. Yes. More troops to Taiwan, please. Uh, how about weapons? Is that a red line? Absolutely. Don't send them weapons. Oh, uh, you got those weapons ready for Taiwan. Let's get them shipped. That's a red line. Anything else? That's the, that's the way that, that you know, like anything else. You guys, what are you doing? Uh, Blinking and these guys are calling Ty- China. Hey, guys. Yeah. How come you haven't attacked Taiwan yet? Well, we really don't want to kill them. They're Chinese. They're like our brothers. You know what I mean? We don't want to kill them. I understand that. Sure. Fair enough. But isn't a red line us sending weapons? Well, yeah, it is. And didn't we send weapons? Yeah. Hello. And you haven't attacked them. Well, we don't want to. Okay. Fair enough. How about troops? You know you don't want us to send troops, right? China's like, yeah, we don't want you to do that. That would be a red line. We've sent in more troops. We're tripling the number of troops. Get out of here. Come on. Wake up here. We've crossed your other red lines. And China's like, but we don't want to attack him. Oh, and, and Blinken's like, geez, please don't say that again. You're aggravating me here. You're making this harder than it has to be. Okay. And you're watching what's going on in Ukraine. We got Russia to attack them. And that worked out well. Now we got Taiwan and you guys just won't work. You got to work with me here. You got to work with me here. You're giving me your red lines. I'm crossing your red lines and you don't know your, your, your part in this play. Let me straighten you out here. You tell us your red lines. 
We then cross the red lines. You then blow the bloody hell out of Taiwan, killing most of the people and destroying, especially TSMC. But you ain't got to worry about that because we already got that covered. We've already gotten the TSMC factory moved to Arizona. We're going to blow the hell out of this one if you don't. And and if you try to stop us, we will fight you because we're blowing up TSMC. So we've crossed your red lines. What do you got to do? And China's like, well, you haven't, um, they haven't declared independence and China and, and, and Blinken's like, well, why didn't you tell us earlier? Cy Ying Wen, who, you know, God rest her soul soon. Once the war starts, she'll probably be dead quickly, but who cares about that? That's part of, that's just a game we play. Adios, amigos. But, uh, we got to talk to them. Thanks a lot. That's the final red line. We got it covered. We'll get them because we're afraid, you know, to have an election next year and all that kind of crap. And, Hey, they could, this thing could go in a bad direction for us where oh, the lives of the Taiwanese could needlessly be saved. Can't have that. We got signed, went on the phone and we said, Hey, look, uh, we need you to declare independence pretty soon and uh, we'll give you a buzz when we're ready for that and you can make that move and then boom. Okay. Now I say all that to say this. If in fact Taiwan does that. It's a sad state of affairs. But if you can't see that, it's, again, it's kamikaze politics. It's suicide. If the people of Taiwan are still sitting around looking at Ukraine, somehow thinking that the Biden administration is going to protect them from China, it's time for them to go bye-bye. It's time. If you think these people, they're telling you they're going to blow you up. They're saying, we'll blow you up to make sure the Chinese don't get a chance to blow you up. Hey, they may blow you up. We can't wait around. We're going to blow you up first. And you're like, yeah, they're our patrons and they're looking out for us to stop war with China. Holy Jesus. To watch what's going on in Taiwan. If they get blown up, I'm going to, I might have to write a book. Books will be written and this book will be called The Stupidest People in the History of the Human Race. That's what it'll be called if they continue down this path and they get the hell blown out of them. After what happened to Ukraine, a book will be written. It will be called The Stupidest People in the History of Humanity. That's what it'll be called. Sadly, I think Taiwanese people, they're Chinese. They're beautiful people. They're wonderful people. But if they go down the same path as Ukraine, they will officially be the stupidest people in the history of the universe. It's just they won't be here to be stupid, but that's the stupidest thing. So I really don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. Now, let me add this, something else that's important, and I got to throw this in. And someone said Ukraine was pretty stupid after watching Syria. Nazis. That's you're not. Let's not. You know. Let's not expect a whole lot from Nazis. When you see people walking around carrying a mind, a book called Mein Kampf, and tattooing themselves with like Hitler iconography, the iconography of 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 the uh, you know of the you know who's of the Nazis. You, you don't expect these people to be, you know, philosophical geniuses. You don't expect them to be, you know, bri- a brilliant, uh, you know, and I'm not saying all the Ukrainian people. I'm saying the leaders that were put into this government by the United States. When you see people running around with the uh, iconography of the Third Reich, see, that's where I can expect that. The iconography of the Third Reich, I expect you to do that. What did the Third Reich do last time? They walked right into Russia. We're going to take out the Russians in the wintertime, of course. And that was, again, kamikaze warfare. So the bottom line is this. And they they fought violently in Russia in the wintertime. They didn't learn from Napoleon. But at any rate, 
Taiwan, they ain't Nazis. So they should have a little more sense. We shall see. Now, let me say one other thing about Taiwan and Ukraine sticking these two together. And that is China's watching something. They're watching what the U.S. does. And there are triggers. And I'll tell you one of them. The U.S., you've got these think tanks now saying we should put, uh, we should put tactical nukes in, um, in Ukraine. Now, I don't believe that's going to happen, but I got to see talk for a minute as though it would. If you're China and you're watching what happens in Ukraine, knowing that that's the plan for you. Right. You know what I always say? You are what your record says you are. Now, the people in Taiwan, God forbid, may not be wise enough to recognize the pattern here. I pray to God they are. But if they aren't, they're going to do the kamikaze move. But the Chinese are watching closely because they know how it works. The U.S.'s plan is get them into to attack uh, Taiwan and then tell the world and Europe, we got to sanction the Chinese out of commission, right? And the European note, Europe knows that. Everybody's got to stop doing business. Uh, Australia, uh, Canada, all you people, we're sanctioning, we've sanctioned Russia and now it's China's turn. Yes, let's go. That's what the U.S. is planning. Everybody knows that. But here's what the Chinese know. Anything that the U.S. would try to do in Ukraine, they would try to do additionally in, um, in, uh, in Taiwan. So here's what I tell you. If I'm, chi- excuse me, if I'm the leadership of China, here's what I tell you. If, which they won't do it, this would be a major an escalation of, of this would cause World War III, but let's just say for one second. The U.S. started talking about putting nukes in, tactical nukes in Ukraine. We might have to give them tactical nukes. We might, and they're, oh, we're considering it. And Russia said, you better not. At that point, China's got to attack Taiwan. They have no choice. You got to. Because what you know is that at this point, if the U.S. were to discuss really heavily and start really seriously considering putting tactical nukes in Ukraine, at that point, China's got to attack Taiwan. China's got to know. I know you're going to do Whatever you do in Ukraine, you're going to do in Taiwan. At that point, they got to say, that's it. We, because you can't wait around. You know, if this thing gets thicker and thicker and thicker, they're putting nukes in Taiwan and you know they're going to fire them. You know you are getting nuked. You know nuclear war is coming. At that point, if you're China, you only got one option. You can either attack them now or wait till they got nukes. You know what's happening in Ukraine. You know what's coming to you. So that's why I say all this talk of nukes going to Ukraine, well, I guarantee you the EU doesn't want it because they know they'll end up fried. Everybody very well may, but they'll end up fried. The UK, the, e, the EU does not want nukes start floating around. And let me tell you something. You put nukes in the hand of, hands of Nazis. If, in fact, that happened, if the U.S. got started talking too much about it, Russia has been very restrained. They wouldn't be restrained anymore. They'd have to carpet bomb everything. They'd have to turn Ukraine into a um into a pile of ash immediately. And at that point, they would have to seriously consider flattening every um every uh, U.S. base. They're surrounded by U.S. bases. The Russians would have to consider flattening every one of them because now you're saying I'm going to give Nazis nukes. You 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 declared war on me. 
you basically to say that you're just telling me I'm going to this is a nuclear confrontation at that point and I'm flattening everything you got. I'm not waiting around. If you're telling me you're going to put nukes, if the U.S. starts talking too heavily about putting nukes in Ukraine and I'm the Russians, I can't wait for that to happen. Hey, I'll just wait for the next escalation. What is that? They're going to give the Nazis nukes. The second they touch them, they're going to torch them off. The second they get them, they're torching off every nuke straight to Moscow. You had 20 million people dead instantly. So what you got to do, wherever, the Belgorod region, you're getting nuked if they get them. If you're Russia and they... Start talking too much about it. You got to launch, launch an offensive war. You got to call up everybody. You got to go. And you got to say to China, China, this is it. We got to come together. We got to fight the U.S. because they're going to nuke us. And you know they're putting nukes in Taiwan. And if you're China, you know they are. At China, the, uh, number one, Russia has to go all out and flatten Ukraine. At the same time, China has to attack Taiwan. Both of them have no choice at that point. They have no choice. It is now effectively a nuclear confrontation. And they got to say, I'm attacking these country and turn them both into rubble now. And there's going to be nothing left for you to nuke within hours. Zelensky, everybody who runs that country has to die immediately. If you're Russia, you're saying there ain't going to be nothing left of the leadership of this country to give nukes to. Everything's getting flattened. Anything that crosses this border gets turned to dust. Because otherwise, they, they've just told you, we're coming at you, we're giving the Nazis nukes, you can't wait. And they've just told you, Ukraine, uh, I mean, uh, China, Taiwan, they're, Taiwan's getting nukes, just a matter of time. So at that point, you got to act assertively, and you got to act preemptively. And that's what we would see. So all this talk of giving nukes to Taiwan or Ukraine would um, cause both Russia and China to have to preemptively act immediately. It's with everything they had because effectively they know we can't wait for these people to get nukes because they'll use them. There can't be anybody left to get nukes just running this country. Number one. Now, let me go to the last thing because I think it's important. Why did I bring in the Kashmir region? So between um, Pakistan and India, there is a region beautiful regions, the Kashmir region. It's disputed. Um, Pakistan and India are kind of technically at war over it. There's a ceasefire, blah, blah, blah. But what? If, but as I said before, Ukraine is on Russia's border. Taiwan on China's border. Kashmir between India and Pakistan. Now, I've also said this. India hasn't had no choice but to join with Russia because they know um, it's the most populous or I don't know what the hell, India or China, one of them is the most populous and one is the second most populous in the world. But they got a billion or so people, right? They're a lot of people. They have a lot of economic potential. They got a lot of educated people. They got a lot of poverty, but they got a lot of opportunity and a lot of potential there, right? A lot of hardworking, good people. They got some problems with that caste system. Don't we all have problems? At least theirs is official. The U.S. has a caste system that ain't even official. But at any rate, but what do they have on their border? They got a Ukraine and a Taiwan times four. They got a ceasefire there right on their border with Pakistan. And what has the United States done? As I said, India knew we got to go with Russia because we the uh, China is the number one um, economy in the world. Russia's probably got the, you know, the, when it comes to military potential, excuse me, when it comes to commodities and things like that, they're, they're, a very, they're extremely powerful, right? They're the number one nuclear power in the world. They got more nukes than anybody else. 
And here sits India with the amazing potential they have to be a world power. How do you think the neocons feel about a rising India aspiring to be a world power? Not real good, right or wrong. And right on their border between Pakistan and India is a disputed region called Kashmir. Kashmir is their equivalent of Ukraine and Taiwan put together. They got a ceasefire with Pakistan. And what has the United States done? They've overthrown the government of Pakistan, bribed people, Imran Khan, who went along with Russia. He's out. They got some, but they're, you know, making sure they got a puppet regime, a violent puppet regime in Pakistan. And who's the dispute? between India and Pakistan. So the U.S. plan is obvious. You are what your record says you are. I will guarantee you, probably by the end of the year, but as soon as as they feel like, I'll put it like this, if they get somehow Ukraine cleared up and they can move on to Taiwan and raise hell there, you best be, be absolute guarantee you sure that the next target is Kashmir that they look that's why they overthrew the government of Pakistan that's why they got rid of Imran Khan because they knew Imran Khan there we go India has more population than China Imran Khan and they watch China they, they're like we waited too long for China we can't wait for that that long for uh for India we've got to start you know, there'll be, you know, what how they do it, color revolutions, problem, Kashmir. And then the U.S. will start sending weapons to Kashmir. Kashmir has to be able to protect itself. And the United States and Pakistan are working together to protect the human rights of India. India's, they just think they got the dollars, right? They got, they're, they're prime. They have a caste system. They have all of these millions of people who are the untouchables, who if you touch them, you got to wash your hands seven times and all this craziness. That That's not right. And the U.S. knows it. So what are they going to do? That darn Indian, that class system in India, it's a violation of human rights. India must be dealt with. They've got human rights violations. They don't let People with rainbow flags get married and they don't, um, I don't know if they do or not. I'm just saying that's the kind of crap they say. And then more than, and then Kashmir, the people of Kashmir need freedom. The people of Kashmir need democracy. The people of Kashmir need whatever the hell they need, right? Therefore, we are working with the Pakistani government uh, that we installed illegally in a coup over Imran Khan. Yeah, we're working with them and uh, we're going to make sure that the people of Kashmir are well armed. Well armed. We're going to give them weapons. So, and then that's the next ATM machine. All kind of weapons going into Casimir. You name it. They're sending trucks. They're sending bombs. They're sending, you name it. The Casimir military will grow. The U.S. will send in advisors next. We're sending in advisors of how to protect the Casimirian people or whatever. Casimirites, I don't know, right? Advisors come next. You get the point. I will, who, who in the chat thinks I'm wrong? Who in the chat will look at me and say, Oh no, Garland. There's no way that the neocons are going to eye Kashmir next on India's border, that India has a ceasefire with Pakistan. There's no way in the world that just because the United States overthrew the government of Pakistan and installed their corrupt puppets, they're going to use that to go to India's border with a disputed region to try to screw over India. And guess what? Hey, EU. And EU's going to be like, we're cold and hungry. You think you're cold and hungry now? You ain't even begun yet. Big news. You know, we uh, sanctioned Russia. He was going to be like, yeah. And we sanctioned China. He was going to be like, yeah. You ever heard of India? 
is going to be, oh, please, God, no, not India. Yes, India, Kashmir, human rights. They didn't have a pride march this year. Oh, my God, it's terrible. We're working with Pakistan right now for human rights stuff, but uh, India needs to be sanctioned, and uh, though you can't do business with them or buy anything from them. Who thinks I'm wrong? Everybody knows it. And I would imagine the people from India have probably figured that out by now. Somebody says, India's independence will become a problem for uh, the neocons eventually. There's no question. People of Kashmir are wonderful people. Know a few. And the culture is, the cuisine is amazing. No doubt. Hey, hey, no doubt. But guess what? They have a bad, they've, they've made a bad choice. They made the choice of living on the border of India and the neocons don't like India because it's a rising world power. Ukraine, Taiwan, I pray to God the people of Taiwan wake up before it's too late. And do you remember this video? You remember that I told you this. The neocons are, they overthrew the government of Pakistan and installed a, 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 a puppet government for a reason. And a big part of that reason is India, they got, they're, they're, they're eyeing India. They know that they may not be able to do it today or tomorrow. They know that they're tied up. But I guarantee you, from the neocons' perspective, we're going to defeat Russia. Then we're going to defeat China. And doggone it, we're going after India. Now, since they weren't able to defeat Russia, if you're a neocon, you just tie it, put a bow in that. Okay, it didn't work, whatever the hell with it. But at least we took out Europe. At least we destroyed Europe. You set that aside, you go after China. Now they go after China. God knows that doesn't work. They're like, ah, oh, crap. We didn't even do it with Russia, China. Oh, well. The Kashmir region of India, let's go there. Maybe we can get somebody. The only people we've taken out so far is the economy of Europe, and we certainly wanted to do that. We got to get somebody. Didn't work on Ch Russia. Didn't work on China. Doggone it, the Kashmir region. And we already got Pakistan, and they got issues. This is going to be a piece of cake. Oh, cakewalk. A walk in the dark. They'll welcome us with roses. Blah, 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 blah. India, you better wake the hell up because it's coming. they're coming for you next. You have a disputed area on your border, and the neocons don't like you. Ask Russia and China how that dynamic works out. Not occasionally. Not Every now and then, every single time, you cannot possibly be in India. Look at Kashmir on your border. Watch the neocons overthrow the government of Pakistan right next to you, door to you, the country that you conveniently just happen to have the problem with, the ceasefire with over Kashmir, and not be able to predict what's coming in the next couple of years. I think it's obvious. All right, let's look. Do we have, we got, we're looking for some super chat so we can answer questions, answer questions. Hey, Valley S, how are you? All right. Sparky says, make Ukraine Russia again. Thank you, Sparky. We're looking. Oh, how about here? Sparky again says, Darwin Award winner. You are absolutely right. That's what, that was what lies ahead. And the same thing for the Kashmir region. They better wake up when the neocons show up with free weapons. Don't take them. Thank you, Wendy Sheets. Sparky again says, Taiwan's government is populated by U.S. stooges. You are absolutely 100% right. And they'll be dead stooges. You know, look at, look, look, look at what's going on right now. Let's take a look at Rockfin. Doggone it. What happened to Rockfin? Please tell me it's still playing. Oh, God in heaven. I think Rockfin's gone.
I can't tell what's happening. There we go. I don't know what's happening with Rockfin. Whatever it is, it is what it is. Rockfin acts weird sometimes. I don't see. Well, I can't see what's happening with Rockfin, so I can't um, answer anything. But at any rate, um, you kind of see where we're going. And did I miss anybody? Um, maybe, ho- hopefully not. All right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. It's getting late and I got to hit the sack soon, but I think I hit everything. I'm sorry about that, Rockfin. It's got, things are acting kind of weird over there. So I'm not able to, um, check my chats just now, but it is what it is. Um, uh, all I'm going to say is, uh, you know, thanks everybody. If you can, certainly, as always, um, we got buymeacoffee.com. My cash app information is there. Certainly patreon.com. Buy me a coffee is easy. You just click buy me a coffee and it'll say $5. Buy a garland of coffee, which let's face it, if you buy a coffee these days from friggin', um, Starbucks, which I would never do, it's like more than five bucks for one coffee. But at any rate, you get the picture. Buymeacoffee.com. Um, and now it's just like Patreon there. You can do like $5, whatever you want, how many coffees you want, or you can say, I want to do it monthly. So buy me a coffee is great. Uh, com is great. PayPal is an option. Um, don't forget to go to rockfin.com forward slash Garland Nixon, become a member of my Rockfin channel. Rockfin's great because it doesn't have advertisements. It's a free speech platform. If they throw me off of here or if they censor one of these videos, you can always watch it on Rockfin. So make sure you're a member there. If one day you come and Garland's gone from YouTube, as they will throw people off, you can watch me at rockfin.com forward slash Garland Nixon. Thanks a lot, everybody. Peace. I'm out.